0: Coming up, should the D-backs and Colorado Rockies think about signing Cody Bellinger? Is the Nolan Arenado trade not as bad as we once thought? And should the D-backs trade one of their outfielders this offseason? Discussing all that and so much more with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies.
1: You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Locked On MLB podcast crossover. I guess that's technically what we call ourselves. We're all on the, the MLB network, but uh, I am Paul Holden, your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast and we are gearing up for a little crossover here with Millard Thomas. But before we do that, want to remind you that your favorite Locked On podcast is free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Just search Locked On Rockies. Search Locked On Diamondbacks and you will find the show. You can also find us on YouTube, Locked On Rockies and Locked On Diamondbacks. It, your subscription is a big time help. And uh, you're going to check out a great crossover diving into the best teams in the NL West, the juggernauts. I mean, the two cream de la creme teams of the NL West. We're talking Rockies. We're talking Diamondbacks. Let's bring in the one, the only Millard Thomas, host of Locked on Diamondbacks. Always fun. Always great. Mm -hmm. We always have a blast. And Millard, I have to start but with an apology. I came in guns a blazing. Last offseason, the Rockies make one of the biggest splash moves in free agency. I said, Mm -hmm. you know what? They might not be great, but they're going to beat one team. And that one team in particular is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. And that was not the case at all the rockies finish uh what is this six games behind Mm. arizona in the nl west and if i recall correctly it felt like multiple times that the diamondbacks no hit or near no hit or one hit the rockies and millard so i want to start here what went right for i know people might sit there and say arizona what went right This was a huge upswing in terms of where the Diamondbacks were in 2021 to get here. And a lot of these prospects, a lot of these young guys are really exciting.
0: Yeah, for the D backs, I mean, I mean, in terms of a win total, they had a big increase because going from like 50 wins to like 74 wins is a huge increase there. But still, at the end of the day, the D-backs were still the fourth place NL West team. So I'm not going to get too high on my horse over here, Paul, just because um, you thought the Rockies were going to be better than the D-backs. But for the D-backs this past season, I think what really led to all those wins is you look at guys like Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly. look like two legit frontline rotation starters. You got guys like Christian Walker that had a great bounce back season. Gold glove first baseman near 40 home runs guys like Dalton Varsho, elite defensively home run power can steal some bases as well it breakout seasons from the Jake McCarthy's of the world I think the d Backs just had a real influx of young talent come through their system last year with the Jake McCarthy some guys in their rotation you had Alec Thomas get called up yeah Corbin Carroll get called up like the d Backs just seeing some of their top prospects from their minor league system finally matriculate to the major league level and they're actually showing that they might have even be might have they might be better than what we originally thought than our original expectation for them so this D-backs team is young they're prime they continue to grow they're continuing to build and a couple of right moves in the offseason this year and next year and I don't think this team is too far away from being a legit playoff contender
1: I wish I could say the same in Colorado but the one mm. thing that at least we, that, that seems very similar. The Rockies bought into their prospects at the end of last season, and I think that's something that we haven't really seen. The Rockies turned over and said, we're going to get playing time to a lot of these uh, young guys, Mon- Eloris Montero, uh, Ma- Sean Bouchard, Michael Tolia, all of these players looking to be the future. But right now, it's hard for me to sit here and say I can confidently believe the Rockies are are close. I mean, add some pieces, Chris Bryant coming back maybe, but I can't say I'm holding the same confidence as uh, coming into our conversations before the season uh, uh, before the 2022 season. So what does it take to, for the, I mean, is it the, just a couple more pieces? Do you expect the diamondbacks to be aggressive to get to that contendership this year? Or do you think it's, you know what we, do you think the D-backs kind of understand a little bit more about how top-heavy the NL West is and they, their plan is working out right now and they're okay with just letting things play out?
0: Yeah, I think the D-backs are going to add to this roster and continue to build, but I don't think they're going to go out there and make like a championship or bust move. I think they're going to make moves that are win now, moves that can help you make the postseason within the next couple of years, but I don't think they're going to go out there and sound like the Aaron Judge of the world. This is not a championship or bust roster. This is like... We're like a slow cooker. You just want this thing to marinate right now, Paul. You got all these young players. You just want them to marinate, continue to get better. And then all of a sudden, that's when you go out there and you pounce in the free agent market. There has been some rumors that the D-backs have expressed interest in the likes of like a Xander Bogarts, but I find that kind of hard to believe. There's also been rumors that maybe they are interested in a guy like Evan Longoria. I can see that as a realistic option, a veteran Slightly above average, definitely old, but still could give you some production. Still could be a platoon guy. He's not going to be out there every day playing third base, but a platoon guy with Josh Rojas, I can see the D-backs going that, going that route. I think they're going to add veterans who are quality, but not going to clog positions of need where you have a young player coming up. You're just going to have these bridge gap players until like the Jordan Lawlers of the world come up through the minor league system and for the Corbin Carrolls of the world to really matriculate and turn into the great player that we think he can be. So for the D-backs, the biggest thing this offseason really is the bullpen. The bullpen has been the biggest weakness for this team the last couple of years. Like, if you look at last year's numbers, if the D-backs had a league average bullpen, they might have been a wild card team last year with the league average bullpen because their offense was just good enough. Their starting pitching was just good enough. It was the bullpen that really held them back. So, for this D-backs team, they're not going to go out there and make championship of bust moves, but I think they're going to make win-out moves and moves that can help them make the postseason within the next couple of years. And so, I kind of want to throw it back to you now, Paul, because this Rockies team is something that I'm really confused by so i just want to ask you like after the season that you just had after last offseason like what's the state of the colorado rockies and what direction are they trying to head in because the tune coming out of last offseason is this this roster is championship or bust after that chris bryant signing, it's it, it continues
1: to be the rockies front office buys into this mentality of they are contenders yet they haven't been close since their back-to-back postseason appearances in 17 and 18. They're blurried by this idea that they're still competing with a Dodgers team that's won 111 games and a Padres team that went out at the deadline and added one of the best players in baseball. The Rockies are making moves, which is something that's encouraging. There's momentum and movement from the Rockies. but when you're going through and seeing what the Rockies do, uh, they're they're going and getting a suitor from the Brewers. They're trading Sam Hilliard for for another relief pitcher. They're at least doing stuff, but there's nothing that's whoa. Chris Bryant, but that's the big question mark for next year. When Chris Bryant was on the field, the limited time we saw, he was impactful. He wasn't necessarily MVP. Great. But was he an improvement to, to, to the Rockies offense? Absolutely. He didn't hit a lot of home runs. In fact, didn't hit a single home run at course field in the entire season of 2022. Mind you, he played, I don't think he even played 60 games last year. I think he topped out or in the 30 to 40 range. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, that's really part of it. That's the big question. But so now the question isn't what can Chris Bryant do? It's what can Chris Bryant do? And will he be healthy for me? I think the Rockies can can take two approaches in this offseason. And, and we'll see if it actually means if they truly think that they are a contender, you need to go get one of the big premier outfield free agents right now. Mm. You, have, you, you need to go and get Brandon Nimmo. You need to go and get Cody Bellinger, one of those two or here, you said you're crazy out of the blue, the Colorado Rockies should get Aaron Judge, right? Oh. I, mean, I mean, to be totally honest, right, there's really no reason for the Rockies not, I mean, other than, of course, the financial thing. But mm-hmm. the Montforts own a good chunk of Denver. They have a great deal there. The Rockies are a top 10 team in attendance, and they are 30 games out. The colour, I I am no, I I I we've talked about this before. People that might have tuned in the pod know this. I have no sim, I do not buy into Denver being a small market. Arizona has their market and that stuff, but that's and that is complete the but it's not Denver. Denver is one of the premier hubs of the of I think the United States right now. It's grown so much. And the Montforts are right downtown and the stadium is full. It might not be full of Rockies fans, Mm. but um, it's full. And so if you really think that you're a contender, you need to make contend now moves. And guess what? The Rockies might, the the pitching, you you might have to figure that out and you don't have the depth in there, but you know what? We're going to hit, Aaron, Aaron Judge would hit if he hit sixty home runs in New York. I mean, is it crazy to think he'll hit sixty again in Colorado? I mean, to to replicate that, that's awesome. That would be a huge shift. For the rockies but realistically i think they might sh- uh, stick with Jonathan daza and stick with some of these prospects that they have coming up because they got a lot of entertaining and exciting prospects but i wanted to circle back on one thing i think for the rockies millard and i want to get your what you think about this especially as someone who's seen this this player here but if you mm-hmm. want to get in on the action of the world of sports in betting i mean millard you can attest to this over the holidays there was so much sports. I don't think we've ever seen. Well, we had football. We had basketball. We had World Cup. We had everything going all at once. Hockey. Yeah, hockey. That's right. Uh, everything going on all at once. And if you were at BetOnline.net, you could have bet on it all. They would have kept you up to date and they still keep you up to date. For your info, your stats, your news, and analysis, you can find the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football, basketball, soccer, and even eSports, folks. That's right, Call of Duty, League of Legends, all that good stuff. They got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix at betonline.net. That's the website you can head to today. You can use your mobile device as well to head to betonline, betonline.net, where? the game starts. Millard, uh, more realistically for the Rockies mm. though, I think they should go for Bellinger. I think this is a Bellinger wanting a one-year deal. What's really the harm? The Rockies have a few outfield prospects. Zach Veen is screaming through the system. They need to piece them together if Cody Bellinger still doesn't hit that well, he's an elite defender and will help the Rockies play. That's a huge plus at Coors Field. And I think playing in an environment that is more hitter friendly and not the pressure of the Dodgers would be great. And I'm curious, would you hearing that a player like Bellinger wants a one year deal? Do you think that might be, is is it worth it for the D backs to go for the, the, uh, the, re- the reclamation progress uh, project that is, Cody Bellinger cuz let's be real I don't think Bellinger stays with either one of these teams if he has a good season and bounces back he goes for the team that offers him the best deal and the and, and the and the the best chance to get back to the the World Series but uh, I'm just curious if if Bellinger might be something that the D-backs would look at
0: yeah for Bellinger to the D-backs I'll probably say no he is an Arizona kid he went to high school out here so there is connection there but the D-backs are currently loaded in the outfield they currently have too many outfielders they actually have a logjam out there and all of them are also left handed so the D-backs are probably the worst team for Cody Bellinger to go to because all we have is left handed outfielders but for the Colorado Rockies I did a crossover with Sully a couple of weeks ago and we were doing best landing spots for Cody Bellinger and the Colorado Rockies were on my list because I feel like for Bellinger he needs to go someplace that's a low pressure environment I know mm-hmm. the big mom for things a championship or bust but I think the fans know it's not championship right. or bust around here so for Belger, you could go in there and what's a better place to try to find your groove as an offensive player than cores field so for Belger he go out there he can be probably still hit in the middle of the order be between the three and five hitter for he the Colorado be. yeah and there'll be mean. no pressure on him to perform so I I would actually love him to go to their Colorado Rockies and take him away from a another NLS team in the Dodgers and it's it's the other thing, too, that kind of he's got where the,
1: the Rockies actually new hitting coach. They're going to try to address the Rockies offense has been one of their biggest struggles. Of when, and one of the biggest issues for the Rockies is going on the road and their inability to hit on the road. Uh, but Bellinger, I think, like you said, come to this environment. And yeah, Dick Momford, he would be pumped because guess what he gets to say? My outfield, I have Chris Bryant in left MVP and then in center. <laughs> I have MVB Cody Bellinger. I mean, be it's a win-win for him. I mean, he gets to go out and parade to all of the all of the people. Look at this! Oh, and we got our. Oh, and Brandon Rogers just won the Gold Glove. Ryan McMahon was just nominated. The Rockies have so many things that they can just bury. You know the uh, <laughs> the 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 glaring issues that are with the team. Cause there are enough interesting things and in coming up. But for me, I think the Rockies, a one-year Bellinger deal. It doesn't get in the way. Cause if it's bad, you move on and you have your number one prospect who is an outfielder, Zach Veen, And plus, like you said, also a log jam. And I think if the Rockies sign Cody Bellinger, they could package up a deal and move on from some players to clear up space, to embrace, to go with their prospects, because there's really four, big prospects for the Rockies next year that I think are going to see a ton of playing mm. time and maybe even being starters. And it's a Montero. It's Ezekiel Tovar. It's Sean Bouchard. And it's Michael Tolia out of those three. Uh, most of the, Montero came over in the Nolan Arenado deal. Pre- basically the, the one of the key pieces out and uh, same with Tovar, I believe came over in that deal too. Tovar. The Rockies are moving on. O- Jose Iglesias has elected free agency and is not going to be back with the Colorado Rockies. He, performed way too well he can go help a team that's competitive who who needs a shortstop that can just fill in there jose iglesias was honestly under under undervalued last year he was great and would have been a great thing to trade at the trade deadline um, but he, Tova, the Rockies might be going with a rookie at shortstop and saying, Here, here's the keys, here's the future. Same with uh, trying to get Montero in playing time. And if you go Bellinger in center, you have Jonathan Daza who played really well, who's going to struggle for playing time unless you move him over to right field. But that that also, if you move him to right, you could trade Randall Gritchik, you could trade Jonathan Daza. And of course, you're still sitting there with CJ Krohn, who's also a trade piece there at first base to help that, like you said, bullpen. The Rockies aren't going to sign big name pitchers this offseason. They've made deals and they've been able to do what you've seen, kind of these low level deals to build up this bullpen that desperately needs any help it can get. But that's how you get better talent in your bullpen. I think for your, if you're the Rockies is moving players like Crone, like Daza, that maybe they're not going to blow anyone out of the water. But you can get a solid left-handed arm from Miami for a CJ Crone and a Jonathan Daza. Miami, the Marlins would love a CJ Crone and a Yonathan oh. Daza. They can't hit anything down there. So why would why not take those two that are both players that could do it and the Rockies can get a deal? So I feel you. Do you do you see the Diamondbacks making any moves this offseason with their log jams or anything? There's a couple of things I see with the Rockies, but I'm curious uh if you
0: see the D backs making any moves. I promise you, if you go to Peter Pratt and propose CJ Cron for like Pablo Lopez, he does that deal in a heartbeat because every day <laughs> on Twitter I see him doing fake trades for Christian Walker of the D backs. I'm like, <laughs> we're not trading Christian Walker, but CJ <laughs> Cron. he's been on the market for a little bit and he would be interested, uh, interesting in uh Miami. But for the D backs answer your question, I mean they have the logjam at Outfield, like I talked about, and I think they're going to explore the market. I think a lot of teams are calling the D backs for one of those young outfielders, but if I'm Mike Hayes, if I'm the D-backs front office, I feel the calls. I see what value my outfielders have, but I still think it's a wait and see. I want another year to see Alec Thomas to see if that bat comes around because he showed he could be the best defensive center fielder in baseball, but the bat needs to prove a little bit more. Jake McCarthy was a breakout star last year for the D-backs. Maybe star is a little too strong, but he was a breakout starter last year, had a really good season. So now the D-backs kind of have like four outfielders for three positions. The DH is going to help a lot with that, but I just want to wait and see. I want to see if it was a fluke year from Jake McCarthy. Alec Thomas was one of the top prospects in the organization. I want to see how much he can get, how how close he can get to his ceiling. So for me, it's a wait and see this year and then maybe next offseason, you reevaluate your pieces and you think about maybe there's a deal on the table that will help make my team better. But for you, Paul, it sounds like the Nolan Arenado deal. It sounds like you might be coming around a little bit more optimistic now that those prospects are getting a little bit closer to making it to the major league level. Yay or nay?
1: You feel better about it because Austin Gomber wasn't it. I mean, I I, I don't think that really was ever. I guess we know now whatever, if the Rockies truly believe that Austin Gomber was an elite enough pitcher at the caliber of a player that Nolan Arenado is, he hasn't panned out that way. But now I think we're seeing if Tovar and Montero can do what they're capable of. We can finally feel better because the void of what of what Nolan Arenado left is being filled. You have elite Gold Glove caliber defense in Ryan McMahon, who I was kind of surprised was a Gold Glove finalist last uh, for for there. He he actually really I mean he had more errors he by by his standards it was a down year, but then when you look at the numbers he was still elite. So the defense is there. If Montero has great offensive potential, I think, and Tovar is supposed to be the stud he is supposed Mm -hmm. to be the next two low you know by by what people say and the and the looks at him he is supposed to be your trevor story your next two low another great shortstop uh, for the colorado rockies but here's the deal millard uh it's remind me who was a runner up for mvp this year i think nolan arenado was there and he only lost it because his teammate was better barely and And where did he may come from this is what I'm saying (laughs) these are generational players I hope that Tovar pans out and if he's a generational player great but until the Rockies and these prospects and this team and this organization get back to -to back-to-back playoff appearances It won't feel good. I will not feel like the Rockies were in a better position to win and get closer to the World Series trading Nolan Arenado. I I really don't. I think if the Rockies took this new mindset they have of actually making moves and buying in, they're not, and I know I say this as they made no moves at the deadline, but the Rockies were literally inactive in the offseason while Nolan Arenado was there. At least right now, the Rockies have added three pitchers. They made the first trade of the offseason. It's not a ton, but it's something there. Nolan Arenado is a a once-in-a-lifetime player. Hopefully, Tovar or Montero is one of that, but until those players develop that, I'm really never going to get over it because I truly believe in an alternate world, the Rockies are at least in the World Series with the core foundation of team that they had, Had they bought it and went a different direction instead of Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy. And they actually were able to convince an elite pitcher to come and bolster their rotation. Because if you had a dominant starter come in with how what we've seen, the capabilities of Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Sensatella and John Gray at that time, that's at least enough. And I think that offense had some fire. If the Rockies had CJ Krohn, they don't get swept by the Brewers at least. And there, there's just so many what-ifs in my brain that go through that there's still so much to come from that trade. But on the flip side, two really legit prospects that could be the, set, the left half of the infield of the Rockies going forward, and that can be great. But just like I'm sure you feel with, with Goldie. I mean, all the oh, yeah. stuff that's building around the, the D-backs is great, but we were both in the playoffs. We The D-backs just knocked the Rockies out of the yeah. playoffs in the wildcard not that long ago.
0: No, and then we were like, let's trade our franchise stars away. And when you trade your franchise star, you're never going to get back the return of value on those players. Like, when you go back and look at, like, Major League trades and deals, like – the teams that trade away the franchise star usually don't get that blue chipper back it's usually those other secondary deals that land the Fernando Tatis like when you go back and look at the Marlins when they blew up their whole outfield, the Yelich the Stanton, the Marcel Zunas, the best package they got back was for Marcelo Zuna. it wasn't for Christian Yelich the two time MVP basically the Giancarlo Stan, the MVP and home run king, it was for Marcelo Zuna. they got back like Sandy Alcantara, like Zach Gallen in that deal, like they got back like freaking studs in that deal, I don't remember exactly what they got back but they got back like two or three legit like all-star level players and you would have thought yelich and stan would have been the one to return those deals so as fans of the rockies and d-backs we probably put too much eggs and prospects baskets like if the corbin carrolls and the jordan lawlers don't work out like i don't know where you go as a d-backs fan because like that's the future that's where all our hope is and if those guys don't work out like what do you do when you're when you're in our positions as fans because like we're trading away our franchise stars for prospects that aren't that good and the prospects that we do draft and try to develop if those guys don't pan out then i really don't know what you do as a franchise because i always have the philosophy like there's really no small market team at least in baseball you could argue basketball football but in baseball No salary cap. Literally, anybody, any player will sign with any team. They don't look at LA and the Dodgers and they're like, okay, the Dodgers do have a little bit extra interest for when it comes to uh, attracting free agents but if the freaking Cleveland Guardians are saying Aaron Judge he has 400 million for eight years Aaron Judge will sign with Cleveland tomorrow he does not care if the Yankees offer Aaron Judge less money than Cleveland by a significant amount he will go to Cleveland most major league players just go to where the bag is we saw that last year with Colorado no one thought they were going to get Chris Bryant but they ponied up a seven year bag for Chris Bryant they were able to get him so I always hate the whole small market thing because yep. you should never trade away your franchise star if you're a small Small market team, you should always add to them because I think that's why I was so confusing with the Rockies last year. It's like, why would you trade away Nolan Arenado just to sign Chris Bryant like a year later? That's what I think really confused everyone from that deal. And I'm sure you beat that to a dead horse already.
1: Yeah, it was just every move after the trade. It doesn't didn't make sense. If you're trading Nolan, you trade Trevor that year. You trade every I mean you trade Kyle, you blow it up. If you're not gonna build around Nolan freaking Arenado. Then then how are we supposed to believe that you're going to build around these other these other players as well. But like you said, I mean, I, I hate dwelling on it, but it is just such a thing. And now, of course, in my sports fandom, I got to deal with another one of the worst trades of all time.